Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy Z Murray. What up, y'all? This is Eshaw. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL for 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Shock. 
Well, man, about shock, man, it's really a trip, man, because I was, you know, my for real homie, man, for many, many years, man, and he the one pretty much got me into the professional game and just, man, the way he lived, the way he went out, the whole thing, it just was, it's just, man, shock was about freedom, all that do what you like, all them digital underground videos, that party, that whole thing, that was really, really life, really how he was, man, just like a big free kid on, on the world, man, riding it like it's an amusement park, you know, and at the same time, man, really super, super smart dude, very spiritual, very, you know, about taking care of people and living life. So, you know, with me and him, man, a lot of laughter and, man, really just, I, I could say some, some good living, man. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, he went out, you know, just not too long ago. I'm pretty sure everybody is up on that. But even that in itself, it's kind of like, man, ride it. Live your life. Love your life. Have fun. And he embodied that for me. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah I got to interview him one time many years ago And, you know, um, towards the end of the interview He's like, don't you want to talk to uh, Humpty? <laughs> and he went into the whole Humpty <laughs> thing and, I mean, that yeah. shit, I mean, dude was just uh, such a humble individual uh, yeah. Real funny You know, uh, yeah. did he ever do that? I mean, with, with, like around you Like just all of a sudden break out And just start talking like Humpty? Or one of his other characters? Well, no, nah, not not really, man. I mean, he would do it like telling stories. Or he might be telling me something that happened, you know, the night before. So just in narration, you know, he would do it. But not as an act around homies. We was kind of just like goofy kids together. So, you know, we might end up talking about talking like the Charlie Brown teachers. And, you know, just really fun stuff. He never really... Put on an act around me, though. Yeah. Yeah, you know, y'all know him as Shaggy and Humpty, but between me and him, you know, he was crazy Greg, so (laughs) I was a homie. We we laughed. When when did you meet him? Oh, where did I meet Shock? Actually, yep. I was at, uh, actually, my homeboy, Big Money Otis, did the uh, gold money thing with me. He actually met Sleuth at uh, Leopold's Records out there in Berkeley. And Otis gave him a, he seen Otis shopping. And back then, you know, that hip-hop section in that store was really small. You know, hip-hop really wasn't no big thing. So Sleuth seen him, man, buying some records. And was asking him, you know, man, will you do music? Because not many people even know about, you know, this little section over here. So Otis introduced me to Sleuth. Sleuth introduced us both to Shock. Took us to uh, Shock was in, in Starlight working on, I can't even remember what he was working on, but that's how we met him, Sleuth. He uh, ended up being our manager and hooked us up with, with Shock, man, and it was on from there. We just really clicked. Yeah, you guys uh, being you know that you guys are both musicians. You got that background. I imagine that you guys. Uh, I mean, you guys were instantly playing together. 
Yeah, man, that and between me, him, and Smoothie Smooth, man, we was all Parliament fans. So a lot of times, man, I would just, you know, kick it with them. You know, they they got some years on me, but I would just go hang out with them in the studio and out, man, ride around or chill at the crib, man, and perk and listen to Parliament. So we really was like, you know, hanging and having fun. You know, yeah. mutual interest, mutual taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did uh when did Shorty B arrive on the scene? Shorty B came through we was working on uh we was working on Sons of the P and he already uh already knew knew Shock and Smooth. So they introduced me to him and me and me and Shorty B, you know, we clicked on that. Shorty B did uh Tales of the Funky. He had that song, Shock liked it. And put it on that Sons of the P album. So that's how I got, that's how I met with with Shorty B. But I'm pretty sure he was uh, around. I just didn't know him. He knew them cats before because they got, you know, mutual friends, Mike Hampton and, uh, you know, a few of the Parliament players that we all, you know, know in common. So Shorty B had been around, but I met him at Sons of the P. That's such a classic time in hip hop too. Um, you know what I'm saying? You guys uh you brought a, a, a totally different sound. You brought that funk. Um Yeah. I mean it was something that was uh you knew exactly, you know what I'm saying, if it was on the digital underground song or not because you guys uh, uh man, you guys was like parliament. Was was those guys yeah, you, man. you growing up uh listening to the, to a lot of their music? Yeah, man, that's like, man, my favorite of all times, man. You know, I can't even say top two, man. Tied for number one for me is George Clinton and Prince. So I was, you know, always into them dudes, you know, even before hip-hop. So, you know, not knowing, you know, shocking them, they're from the East Coast. So, of course, they knew, you know, DJing and break beats and all that stuff. But... I would listen to them records, man, because I grew up as a kid. You know, I set my drums up in the living room, and I put them Parliament albums on and put the record covers around me and be playing to the covers like they was my audience. And, you know, learning how to play from listening to those records. So that was kind of just my roots. And then once, the, you know, the hip-hop stuff came through, I didn't even know them cats was used in samples or nothing, so I try to learn how to play to sound like that. So once yeah. I got with Shock and he started showing me, no nah, man, the hip hop, this is really the roots of it. That shit just came together, and that's what what made that sound, man. It was both, you know, from Digital Underground to the to the Dangerous Crew stuff too. It's that root. Plan. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. As a fan, um, I mean, Short made many, many classic albums and records. But my four favorites was uh, Shorty the Pimp, uh, mm-hmm. Getting Where You Fit In, Cocktails, and Getting It. Man, those four albums. I think the formula was just perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, man. Blue Bang, yeah. Shorty B. Um, you guys really had a great unit, man. When did you uh, uh, get involved with the Dangerous Crew in Too Short? 
That was after, I think it was after the first tour for Sons of the P. We had been out for a while, man, and uh, Shock wanted to take a break. So, you know, okay, man, I just had a brand new little girl, and I'm like, dude, I can't uh, afford to stay home. So Shorty B heard me say that. He's like, man, well, shoot, I'm going to holler at Short, and we're going uh, to make him a live band just for the summer. And we did the live band for him, and that turned into, uh, you know, hanging out at, up at Dangerous, and Short had a, had an empty room up there. So he was like, man, well, Pete, you got a studio? I'm like, yeah, I got a studio. He like, it's at the house? I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm at the house. He's like, well, bring your stuff up here. I got some uh, some other equipment you can put with yours and shit, man. You, you can just come get down up here. So that's what I did. You know, you listen to some of the records, you know, short and say, Pee Wee had a crew in the back room. So, you know, me and a couple of the homies from Richmond, we ride out there, man, and that pretty much became home, man, just from supposedly just doing this live band, it turned into a production, man, because I'll be kicking stuff out of that room. Banks will hear it, or Goldie will hear it, or Shorter hear it, because, you know, there's a lot of people coming through there. Well, I want this one. I want that one. I want that one. So I would take the stuff out of the back room, bring it up to the front where Banks at, and and he mix it, and Shorty B, jump on the bass, or you know, whatever happened that day, and we just kick out a whole lot of music, not knowing what was going to go on whose album, man, and stuff started going to Short. It started going to Spikes. It started going to Goldie. It started going to, man, a lot, a lot of, a lot, a lot of different people. So it kind of just, yeah, happened from taking a break. Yeah, that's amazing, because all those platinum and gold hits you guys were like the um the beach by the pound of the bay before them you know what i'm saying you mm-hmm. guys were just mm-hmm. cranking out like you said for spice one what were some of the memorable uh songs that you did for spice one that you you're fond of when you look back man so many you got so many with spice yeah man i'm uh see you guys give it to you again. what we got with spice yeah, my memory is shot. I have to go look. Like I say, man, we uh did so many. Let it be known and ghetto thing and, and one eighty seven proof, didn't y'all do that? You see, um I think Banks might have done one eighty seven proof. I wasn't on that. Okay. Yeah. My stuff came I don't look. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank man, right now, man. We right, got, came on uh, uh, that one eighty seven Yeah, yeah, it's a bunch on there, and um, the uh, Minister Society soundtrack, and it's a few other ones, man. Cause like I say, man, I'm dropping titles right now. He, uh, super talented uh, individual. He never really got the props that he deserved. Yeah, Spice kind of got a cult following, man. Yeah, some, some, yeah there's some real Spice One, Gangster Spice One fans. Yeah. Uh, Spice is dope, uh, man. I was, uh, even now, maybe about a couple weeks ago, I was with some youngsters, man, and letting them hear 
that 187 proof. And like, man, y'all cats out here snitching on y'all self. Y'all putting y'all real life on these records. Wondering why y'all getting caught up. This how you do it. Listen to the names he said on this. And if you know what happened, you know what happened. And if you don't know what happened, it's just a story. It's gentle juice, right? He didn't get out there and say, oh, yeah, I just did this and I just did No, man. Spice got down on that. Yeah. That was innovative. Uh, mm-hmm. The way he did it, and then they did the claymation video. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, he definitely uh, very, very underrated. But, yeah, man, Trigger got to know hard. That, that was a, a, a classic. And uh, mm-hmm. right around that time, you guys did, uh, you know, sitting on something fat, the big badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think uh, when, when you first heard uh, rapping Ron Antilly Dog? Man, dope. That's the first thing, especially uh, to see them cats, man, go back and forth. They seemed like they was really just made for, you know, how, how a couple of homies just really know each other. Them cats was like that, man. They could sit up and, you know, Ryan get in all the praise for, for freestyling, but a lot of cats don't know. And could too, man. And I would sit there and watch them dudes really sit there playing around and make something about what's happening right then. And it sound like a song. So Banks was was, was freestyling with him? No, not that much, man. I mean, I would. Banks was right. But no, it was pretty much, man, then Banks is a producer. You know, he he would rap, he would write, but he he wouldn't be in a little freestyle session. Songs like uh, "Streets of Oakland," "Straight Hustling." I mean, those those are classics. Um, uh huh. But but you guys, man, you guys were putting out so many. You mentioned Goldie uh, at the time. Um, you know, before that, you, you're doing stuff with Pooh Man. Um, yeah, all that stuff yeah, was in Five movies. You know what I'm saying? Juice. Um, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? we just mentioned the society, man. What was it like for you at that time? You know, what I'm saying, looking back, man. To tell the truth, and that's why I'm drawing a blank on those, uh, you know, those different song titles. For me, man, they started. You know, everything kind of just started from scratch, and from being there every day, man, and chilling out and doing what I do, just a whole lot of music just came from it. So I was just appreciating being able, you know, live, make a living off of, you know, I can't say, man, get it how you live. I get up in the morning, I hit the studio, man, I go play, go make some stuff. Yeah. That's just part of the yeah, life. So, man, it was like, yeah. It was like the time that and touring, you know, then the time of my life until it just became like, okay, yeah, man, this is this is just what I do. You know, I wasn't doing nothing else. You know, I wasn't hustling. I wasn't. I didn't have none of that other stuff going on. I was making music. Yeah, yeah. That's a, uh, you know, and, and that's like what uh, Shock G was all about, though. Too. It sounds like he really oh, yeah. uh, loved to entertain people and just loved to. You'd see videos of him playing the keys and. Um, mm-hmm. 
I can imagine, you know, the jam sessions that you guys had. Like, would you guys, like Shorty B or whoever, you know, just sit there and just, just play mm-hmm. for the hell of it for, like, hours on end? Yeah, yeah. Nah, we would do that. And, you know, that's one thing that we just really admired about each other because we could all do things, you know, from all the way from scratch to finish on our own. But then to sit there with the homies and just play, you know, it's man, it leads to a lot of laughter, a lot of man, you better remember that. And fool, how you come up with that is you know, just just life, like like kids playing in the park. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Shorty B was telling us that uh you know, if if, if things were right um, you, him, and Banks could come together. Uh, you guys can make some real phenomenal stuff right now with Short. Uh, would that be something you consider doing if everything aligned right? Oh, yeah, man, for sure. And, I mean, I already know how easy it would be because I already know the formula. It's just get in the same place, hang out for a while, go party how we party, come back, and just play Yeah, it's really, really that 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 simple. Do you uh, keep in touch with uh, uh, Banks or Short? Yeah, man, I talk to uh, Banks every once in a while. I talk to Shorty B. I talk to Short, but not so much, man. He runs so much. You know, I catch him. I stay in touch with family, and I just catch Short when I can catch him because I already know, man, that's how I got to do it. That fool runs around. So, you know, it ain't yeah. really, unless he in town or something, and I go where he at, okay, yeah, go kick it then. But as far as, hey, fool, what you doing on the phone? It might last a minute. And I holler at his brother for a long time. And then I'm seen for a while. But, nah, man, short is, short is, short is busy, man. Yeah, they just did that uh, Mount Westmore. Um, I would uh-huh. think that they would want that. That formula, you know what I mean for that? I, they didn't ask you to be a part of it at all? Or? Man, I heard it mentioned. And I uh, hollered at Banks, and we kind of just talked about it. And I think with that project, man, they was trying to just move so fast. They didn't even really get together for sessions on, on those songs. You know, they had beats from a million people trying to give them beats. And, uh... Pretty much email they verses to each other. They use you know took advantage of this new technology and I guess the COVID time, and they just banged it together from <laughs> by, via satellite if you want to call it like that. So yeah, man, it came out too fast, and I didn't get to get to get on there. Yeah. Something like that, you got to really. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't uh, had the chance to check it out, but I would think you. Want to take your time with it and and do it right, you know what I'm saying? Get get yeah. as I would some tracks around for that dog pound flavor, and, you know. Get some tracks, you know what I'm saying? From uh, uh, maybe Mike Mosley and Sam Bostic, you know, for E40. Exactly. And you guys and ever just just mesh it together. But I think it would be dope to have like a Dangerous Crew re- reunion project, you know. Um, because yeah. uh, uh, there were so many people. I mean, if you go back, you could even add Rap and Forte in there. 
Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Forte, Spice One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dilly Dog still around. Yeah. No, we really could, man, and that's something. He's still around? Man, I haven't heard from Don, man. I don't know. I ain't heard no bad news, so I guess that's good news, but I don't know where Dom is at. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say maybe 20, uh, 2012, 2013, we interviewed Goldie. Uh, have have yeah. you talked with him recently? or Man, it's been, shit, it's been a couple years, man, and then I uh, lost track, lost track of him. I seen him on uh, Facebook, but looked like he ain't been on there in a minute. So I really, I really don't know, man, because we got some, other mutual, you know, people we know, and they ain't heard from him neither, so I don't know what's happening with him. Yeah, hopefully he's good, man. We would like to talk to him. Hopefully he hear this. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's one of the ones that was, you know, just with us every day. So when it's like that, it really don't feel like work. It ain't no, hey, man, what's the topic? What are we going to make? Nah, man, we just... Get together, have fun, and do what we do. <coughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. man. Uh, I want to go to this song real quick, uh, but I got the homie uh, Sim from France. I know he wants to ask you a couple questions. But this one here is Gone yeah. with the Wind and uh, off the Dangerous Crew Project, man. What, what can you tell us about this song when you think back on it? Man, that's one of them back rooms. Songs. I was sitting there, smoking a joint, making a track. Didn't know what it was gonna be. And after I had the track down, I'm trying to okay. I just start saying, "Don't get mad, just get going. You got the freedom to fly when your money is long." And just went from there. And kind of man, just well, Banks used to call it the drunken fool, but man, have some drinks. Freestyle some lyrics And okay I'm going to do it again The bank's like no keep it like that I'm like man well, Keep it like that then fuck it And uh, that's, that's what happened <laughs> it's, uh, Classic Classic man You guys mm-hmm. enjoy this we'll be right back with Pee Wee Don't go nowhere Bye
roster. My mood is some roll like Bunny and Clyde. Some say my stuff. My only mind is Texas. Chicks and chicks and chicks get broken necks and gifts of sex and tokens of affection. Thinking he gets a but she gets a neck. Guinea for all he got. Get a ball a shot. There's some broke players. There's some squares. It's hard to not true money makers and player haters calling shots. Drunk youngsters. Pissing for blocks and blocks. Low life. Up in hot places. Show wife. Up in my face. This makes the face the real. The paper thin and all the heavyweights. The diamonds in the rough. So that's enough. Hustlers to overstuff a double deck bus and they'll tell you every last one of them. Ooh, I thought you knew this is what we do when we running. Let's simply take the 50 main and bring me back a hundred. And we don't slip the profits. You can't hack unless you dumb or something. You should have took it as a cover. Take a fin and make a ten and keep a grin. Get going with the weed. You ain't got to ask me for shit. Cause you had it. Back when I first got, you know, just into hip hop, I'm like, well, damn, 
everything was funky drama at one time. So so it's just it's just these youngsters' turns, man. So what I do like about it is the this this intensity of it, man. Just the the realness of a lot of these cats. I wish they wouldn't just just go so far as to telling so much of their business because it's getting them hurt. But I know where yeah. they're coming from. Yeah, I know it was uh, about twenty twenty eleven. Yeah, about twenty eleven. Man, I was living out in the Midwest. Man, I moved to Wisconsin, and I uh, had first heard drill music, and. Um, when I heard them cats talking about that 300 stuff, I knew exactly what they was talking about because my mom is from out there. So I would, you know, be out there in the summers. So I grew up with that vibe and some of that slang. So when I heard them young cats doing that, man, I liked them. And it wasn't even because, oh, man, he flowing. Oh, man, he, he said this, he said that. It was because I knew what they was talking about. And I knew it was real. So fast forward, it kind of evolved into this thing, you know, bittersweet, man, that dang near everybody I start to like, they end up getting killed because it's so real. Right. So, you know, right. You know, and that reminds me of, you know, the stuff we was doing. You know, the, the Pac stuff around the, with the Tupacalypse Now stuff, we all had that vibe of, man, this music, this is our outlet. This is our savior. This is the getaway. So we know what's happening outside. And like I said, you know, earlier earlier, when I was making that music, man, I wasn't in the streets. I wasn't hustling. I would barely, you know, pack a pistol or something, but that's just because it was the time, and I didn't want nothing to happen to me. I wasn't out doing nothing to nobody, but, you know, that's like the, right, you know, know, that's the the saving grace. So we came up with a lot of, you know, music about that attitude, like trap, and I don't give a fuck, wicked, my homies call all that stuff. And I think, man, the kids missed the point. They saw the realness in it, but then started to let, okay, man, if the studio and your music is your safe place, don't bring the dirt into your safe place. They making a thing now where they put the dirt in the safe place. So now you got nowhere to go. Supposed to be a way out of it. Right, it's supposed to be your way out. But you know, a lot of them using it as they way in. Yeah, and that's the only thing I regret. But the sound of it, I like it. Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. Back in the day, like you know, Ice T would say you played yourself, or you know, don't do drugs, and you know, uh, there was Mm -hmm. a message. Even if it was hard street stuff, there was still a message. Um, right. And, um, you know, they, they need that now more than ever. You know, there needs to be yeah. a, a, a little more conscious stuff out there. Um, another thing uh, I wanted to ask you, too, uh, 
would you ever think of like doing like maybe a documentary or something, to, uh, a book or anything like that? Man, I've thought about the book. I have not sat down to write it. And a documentary, man, has been suggested, man, you know, a, a few times. I just kind of, I guess I got to turn the page on that and turn around and just do it because I'm the kind of cat, man, I could tell the story. Somebody put it together. Let me tell them how to do it because, man, I get even teased for it. I just, man, I be living my life. <laughs> I mean, just really, like I say, man, the free kid. So, you yeah, man, to sit down and do it, I could direct it. I could write it. But somebody would have to put it together, man, because there's a lot of things, you know, that people tell me about myself. And, you know, nah, man, I wasn't tripping off that. That was just something I did. So, yeah, I would have to have me some, some help putting something like that together. It's like a, a lot of things I do, I don't even trip off of it, and other people do. I imagine uh, you've seen all kinds of stuff over your years in the game. Um, I mean, just legendary things, you know what I'm saying, uh, whether it be various concerts or shows you were at or uh, were you at the show in Chicago where uh, Too Short, I guess, was late? Goldie was telling us about this. And uh, yeah. the crowd was getting real, real upset. And uh, I think they had to call, like, Larry Hoover's nephew or something or, uh, to calm everybody yeah, down. What went down yeah. with that? Man, from what I remember, you just pretty much said what happened. And we did end up, you know, performing. I met a... Uh, Bishop Magic Don Wine that night. He was selling his book. Man, I got some family out there. You know, I seen seen a bunch of family members. But what I really remember most is right after it was over, we had to get out there, real get out of there, real fast, man. And they put us in this school bus and swoop, just through through the crowd, through the traffic, and we was out of there. Yeah, I, I remember that, man. And it's been, you know, a few more nights like that. But getting out of there yeah. by ourselves in Chicago was so big. Nah, man, they had to uh, round us up some more security and get us up out of there. Yeah, that, that's, uh, uh, that's funny you said that about Bishop because uh, I used to manage Seal the Bad Black. He was uh, he recorded on that um from the Pimp Stick to the Pulpit Book uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, at, at that given time. Uh, so it was around 93, 94, something like that, huh? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, what about uh, uh, Tupac? What was he like? Um, everybody, uh, you know, today's his 50th birthday, by the way, those listening. What what was he like uh, knowing him? Man, Pac was, man, really... A cool dude, man. You know, everybody knows his gangster image, you know, that that it kind of evolved to, man. But Pac was really not no gangster, gangster type dude. He was really a jokester, man, and a serious soldier. He was more Black Panther or a Shaft type dude, if you ask me, than anything. But, you know, he was way, way... Just way talented, man, and 
you know, meeting rapping Ron later, Ron reminded me of Pop. Man, Pop could sit there and freestyle all day. Pop read books. Pop is a dope poet. Just a serious man, just just all around, you know, just just a good 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 dude, man. And a lot of people don't know that side of him. And I guess it's obvious, you know, I could see see why, you know, he made more noise with the death row stuff, but which gives me another thought. A lot of these kids don't know the difference between street and criminal. Pac was a dope street dude. But that persona it looked at criminal. And he wasn't never no criminal. Yeah. You know that thug thing, you know that thug man. That was kinda like a stereotype, you know, just this is the cast our age growing up. Just our style of dress and talking the places we would go. People would look at us and automatically look at those thugs. Well, nah. Is you calling me a criminal? Or is you trying to use a cold word for a nigga? Or what is you saying? So Pac made his own thing out of it. And pretty much was like, especially at the time, man, you know, because we had Public Enemy we had Easy E, so Pac kind of found a niche to where he could fit in between Easy and Chuck Neal, and really be like a reporter because you know it wasn't no internet at the time. You know, TV didn't show a lot of us looking like us, so cats like Pac was able to you know get in there and really let different people from different cities and different regions in the country know, man, how y'all living over here? That's how we living over here. And it made like this big universal thing where everybody like us could feel each other. And those songs, you know, especially like I say, man, for the like the two popular now album, or I'll just say pre death row stuff because I wasn't around for it the death row stuff, but and a lot of those songs was really real events that happened like that. I don't give a fuck. You know, if anybody heard that, that's, I produced that one and that's me and him. That's a night we went to uh, a party for an APG crew. Old school APG crew was having a record release party. And, um, on the way there, stopped at the store. There was a bunch of us, Shock G, Smoothie Smooth, and man, just a bunch of us all together. And uh, stopped at the store. So Pac and uh, Smooth go in the store, and we all sitting outside in the cars, you know, lined up. And Smooth comes running out the store, go to his car, get a uh, uh, get a golf club. Go back in the store. So I'm looking like, okay, what's up with these cats? And a few minutes later, Pac and Smooth run out the store, jump in the car, took off. Sped, we was in San Francisco, sped up the hill. Cab driver got behind them, started chasing them. So we started chasing 
the cab driver. So we flying up and down the hills. Man, Smooth gets to the top of this one hill, and his car just boom like streets of San Francisco. Jumped up, man, got airborne, and we couldn't see him no more. Bam, we heard this crash. So we get up there, man, and um, catch up with them. Car fucked up. They out the car. Cab driver had pulled over and sitting there arguing at them. We get out, trying to check, you know, see what's what's really going on. Man, a bunch of uh, plainclothes cops. Man, just come over there surrounding us. And I didn't know there was police at the time, but, man, they draw down. Get on the ground. Now I ain't getting on no ground, you know, (laughs) back and forth. So once they identified themselves, you know, we did go on and sit on down. And I'm telling them, <clears throat> and my homeboy just had a wreck. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to find out what's going on. So here come the paddy wagon. Man, they put me, uh, Pac, one of our bodyguard, and Zazi, Shock G, a couple more people up in the paddy wagon. So uh, he's sitting up in there, the door open, and it's a cop and that cab driver. Okay, so they pull shock out. Is this the guy? He said, no. So they let shock go. Pulled out a couple other dudes. Is this the guy? No. Let them go. So pull me out. Is that him? He said, I'm not sure. So they put me back in the paddy wagon. They um, pulled his Zazi out. Is this him? No, I'm not sure. So it's me, Pop, and his Zazi back in the paddy wagon. Basically, it's three bald-headed black dudes. So, man, they pulled his Zazi out again. Is that him? I'm not sure. They kept in Zazi because he's a man professional. He, you know, know all that police talk and all that. We had, you know, professional security. So since he was armed, okay, put him back. He had already talked to him. They let Pac out, and the dude was like, I'm not sure. And the police told him, man, well, you're not sure. You're going to have to let him go. So he let Pac go. Let me out. Is that him? And he was about to do that, um, I'm not sure. Well, if we, uh, if you're not sure, we're going to have to let him go. Well, yeah, that's him. So they put me back in the paddy wagon. It took me and the, uh, bodyguard to jail. So, mind you, I ain't never been in the store. That was Pac up in the store. So, man, I go to jail that night, and uh, next morning, Big Money Otis and Shock G came and got me out. So we left there and went in the, uh, with the starlight, and as soon as I get there, pop, started laughing. I'm like, fool, what you laughing at? I already knew he was laughing because I went to jail, but it wasn't just only that. He was like, man, I'm glad they took you instead of me because if they look at them cameras and stuff, it ain't you, and they can't prove that it was. So that became the joke. 
And he's like, well, shit, man, we got to uh, make something about what happened last night. And I had already had a, had a bunch of tracks ready for that Tupacalypse Now album. So I pulled one out. And, uh, and he's like, yep, let's do it to this. And that became I Don't Give a Fuck. And if you listen to that first thing Pac say on that song, it's walked in the store. What's everybody staring at? Act like you've never seen a motherfucker wearing black. Follow the nigga and shit. Ain't that a bitch? All I wanted was some chips. So that whole song, we was talking about what had happened the night before. And it's a wow. lot of songs like that. That's right. Wild. That's wild. And you know because, uh, how we, yeah. No, I was going to say as opposed to like how, you know, and, and a person would never know, you know, the way we did it, a person would never know that story because not like how these kids, you know, the way these new kids, they just come out and say shit. We talked around it. So if you know, you know. But if you don't, hey, it's just a story. Yeah. So you came out of there. <laughs> He's laughing at you. You had to be, yeah. had to been a little bit pissed off, but is that looking back nah, now? Nah, I wasn't. Make you laugh. No, nah, I, I wasn't mad about it, man, because I had talked to, uh, you know, talked talk to the bodyguard about it. But even before I, you know, before I got there, we was kind of talking, and that really was the best thing because the shit wasn't me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's right there in the song. I, that's that's wild, man. Um, mm-hmm. I remember Shorty B was telling us right before uh, he was on the song uh, with MC Breed on the uh, Cocktails album. He went and mm-hmm. threw a couple bricks out of uh, a window at a uh, rim shop. Yeah. <laughs> he had issues the with it, I guess. Shop. And went straight to the yeah. straight to the lab and knocked that song out. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know what that uh, I don't know what that beef was about because Pac was a homie and the cats at the shop. You know, they was my homies too. And I'm glad I wasn't even there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But that's that's mm-hmm. amazing right there, man. That's that's his history. Um. I know the homie Sim from France. He's got a couple questions for you, real quick, Pee Wee. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna bring him on. Sim, are you there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, hi, Scott. Hi, there's everybody. Pee Wee. Yeah. What's um, man? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Can you tell us about the song "Welcome to the Bay" uh, you did with Shorty B and uh, mixed it by Ann Banks? It was classic too at the time. Okay, well, shoot, man, that was uh, early, shit, early Dangerous Crew, man, and the, uh, back in that time, man, the Bay Area was just really, really live, and what we wanted to do was, you know, New York got its scene, L.A. got its scene, you know, for back then, that was the places, but with the stuff we was doing, the Bay was finally getting some light, getting some good national attention. So what we wanted to do was 
Whether you like how it's called, welcome to the Bay. Let people get accustomed to our sound, our ways, our talk, the things we do. And just like how I mentioned, you know, how, how the, the pop songs was like real stories. A lot of people, man, and I guess I'm going to tell you a few stories in one. A lot of people from old, old times, like early short, man, they get so used to these super flow rappers that their ears get tuned into that super flow. So they looking for that. So they listen to short. Be like, oh, man, that's so simple, Simon. That's so simple, Simon. But if you really listen to short and if you're from around, you know the people he talking about, the things he talking about. And I joke with this. If the Bay Area was McDonald's, short is like Ronald. Short really represents the vibe here. So with that, we wanted to do Welcome to the Bay. The way we run games, the mentality out here, and the things that go on here. And I was saying that to say, if you listen to a lot of short stuff, he'd be talking about what happened that day or at that time or with this person or that person. And if you're from around, You'll crack up because you mean like, oh, man, that was that was that was that was hot lip, man. That that was Freddie B. That was that was P.O. Man, that was P.O. in the back room, man. That, yeah, just real stuff. So we wanted to, like, so like I say, yeah. make the Bay Area put some shine on the Bay. Yeah, because it's a Bay Mop song, also with the Banks, Mustler, Bustic, Daryl, or Studio Tone, blow up the Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, Studio Tone, man, he's actually, man, a good friend of the family. He's, uh, he got some years on me. He was best friends with one of my cousins. So, you know, me and Tone, we always claim each other as family. But, man, Tone is the one. Shoot, I was a little bitty boy, man. Tone the one showed me how to program a drum machine and synthesize a sound on a keyboard. Yeah. He's a creator of the, of the mob. The Bob song, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. My tone go way back to folk. It's right. Uh, also, after Spice One, Short Dog, Forty, uh, Blow Up, uh, came up on the day. Uh, uh, Pac died, and you got a newcomer. Uh, was Master P? He was a game yeah. changer for the day. How was the impact yeah. for you? Of Master P on the Bay. Man, Master P is actually from uh from Richmond, where I'm from. And yeah, as yeah. far as that vibe, that whole era, he was here for it. So he saw the you know, the independent hustle, to get with your homies and make your own records. P then was doing that. It took him uh you know, when the world heard him, he had already been at it for a while. He already had stuff out. It just took a minute and when it popped, it blew all the way up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was the first G from Bound in Oakland with uh as as the same time you got Tony Tony Tony. And uh did you sometimes mm -hmm. did concerts together in Oakland? Yeah, yeah. We did a lot yeah. of shows, man, with uh Matter of fact, the uh, the night of that I don't give a fuck story, 
It was the Digital Underground crew, Tony, Tony, Tony. It was a bunch of us all headed to that APG crew record release party. So, yeah, man, streets, shows, you know, just different events. We would run into each other. I uh, actually, that was the day before yesterday, talked to uh, Elijah Baker. He's a bass player for the Tony. So everybody's, you know, close proximity, man. And the musicians, especially the musician musicians, we all know each other yeah. from, you know, growing up in church and different places. The musicians know each other. Yeah, we yeah, right, just right. interviewed uh, Antron Hale the other day. Uh, yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the first live show you did of Dangerous Crew? The first live show. First uh, the first live show. Man, I can't remember the exact the first live show. The first one I remember was a, a summer jam that was at home. But we had already uh, we had already been on tour for a while, so I can't even tell you what was the first uh, Dangerous Crew show, man. I remember all the rehearsals. I remember all of that, but I don't remember the first place we went. Were you at the summer jam with Chris Hicks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, man, we was uh, planning on playing that night, and no. I didn't go. I think Shorty B might not have went because we planned on uh, playing that day. And then they were saying, you know, it was already man, so many people up there, too many people backstage, and promoters was tripping. And so we just decided, man, you should, y'all go, go, go do a track day. We didn't play on that night. We played, I think, the year before that with the whole band. So that time you asking it was no band yeah. that night mm-hmm. yeah that, well that's probably best <laughs> that's probably best um <laughs> yeah but uh he uh shorty b though i mean it, it's crazy it, he said that you know when he first came to the bay um uh chris's uncle chris hicks's uncle took him in and then like within a man couple we days, was all cool yeah, within a couple of days of that, he was playing with uh, Digital Underground. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. connected over there, like you said, man. And the Richmond, um, you know, uh, you being from Richmond, did you know, like, uh, Grandmaster Scratch or uh, MC Big O or some of the early TRU members? No, man, I just knew, uh, I knew P, I knew Marcus Hooper. I knew Nate Fox. The other guys I just, man, had heard of them. I knew K. Lou. Yeah, K. Lou. The other ones I just, yeah. Yeah, yep, I just heard of. K. Lou is one of them other ones from, like, Studio Tone there, my big cousin them yeah. era. So I knew them dudes from funk and Battle of the Bands and all that stuff. Way before rap when I was little, little. Yeah. Yeah, well, man, I, I tell you what, it was real dope talking to you. Um, man, I, I really thank you for uh, taking the time out to chop it up with us. 
And uh, maybe in the future, you know, if we do some uh, roundtables, you know, uh, like we had Bushwick Bill and Ready Red on here chopping it up, and uh, yeah, all kinds of all kinds of stuff like that, man. Maybe uh, uh, we can do a show with you and Shorty B or something. I'd love to hear you guys reminisce about Digital Underground and Dangerous Crew days. I'm sure uh, that would be fun if you're down for something like that in the future. Uh, oh yeah, I'm with it. Richmond, Richmond table part two. Richmond table oh, part Richmond. two. <laughs> Rich, yeah, we we already had a Richmond roundtable, yeah. but yeah. with like little yeah. Rick, um, some of those guys I mentioned from TRU. Uh, yeah. And if I would have been in touch with you then, we would have definitely Teddy invited G. you for that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Chili powder, you know. See, uh, I know chili powder. Caddy G too. Yeah, Cali yeah. G. Yeah. Uh, King King George missed out on that one. We tried to have him on. Uh, yeah, he's quite a character himself. Um, but right. man, thank you so much, man. Before I do get out of here, uh, I want to give you the platform. Like, if you got anything coming out, or uh, you know, you want to give any shout outs, man. It's all yours, uh, Pee Wee. Well, I want to say happy birthday to uh, Pac. Rest in peace. I'm going to let y'all know I'm working on, man, some old school funk. This ain't even rap. I got a funk project I'm uh, working on right now, and I'm kind of keeping it under wraps until it's done. But when it's ready, it will be out. Everybody will hear it. There's some real musician, parliament, boosie, sly stone of now. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Man, uh, I'd love to play yeah, some I guess, of it when it drops. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get it to you for sure, man. And I know before I was uh, before I called in, man, I was hollering at my little cousin. So he was telling me, man, when you get on there, give me a shout out. So I'm gonna give a shout out to my star from Richmond, and that's that. And oh, a shout man. out to you too, man, for for having me on here. Man, thank you for taking the time to do it. And uh, shout out to Shorty B for uh, pointing me in your direction, man. He's a um, hell of a talented right. uh, musician himself. You know, what about the yeah. two? Before I let you go, though, what about the two of you guys doing something together? Uh, uh, you ever, you know, talk about it? Man, we talk about it a lot. We just got to do it, man. Because he's a uh, talking. He's in Maryland. I'm here in Richmond. And we just got to get down and do it. But we talk about it all the time. Yeah. And the way yeah, things well, are I... working now, you know, I talked to him, and a lot of people forget Pizzo. He was uh, DJ Pizzo. He was DJing with us back then, you know, and I still talk to him. And he really is pushing for it. So I think, man, something is going to happen. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Mm-hmm. man. Um, I'd even like to see you and Shorty B, um, you know, connect with uh, KLC and, and uh, you know, uh, Beats by the Pound to do something, or, or DJ Paul, or some other legendary producers, you know what I'm saying, because uh, yeah. the sound would sound real good blended together, you know. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of ideas. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. Well, hey, we're going to get out of here. Thanks again, Pee-wee. Man, when this concludes episode 813, make sure to go to UGSforlife.com and uh, download this episode and, and all the other ones. We appreciate you.